0: Welcome to the Big Church Podcast. We are a church in Barrie, Ontario, Canada, and we hope you are blessed by this message. For more information, check out our website at bigchurch.ca. There's nothing better. So look look to your neighbor and say, you are in the right place tonight. And we are. We are here to receive from God himself And those online as well. We're so glad that you're you're joining us. We've uh, we entered the new year with a fast, um, and I'm my wife and I are still uh, not. We we did a complete fast for three days, as the Lord led us to do, and then we're doing fastive in terms of fastive. I'll call it. It's a new word. It's we're looking at different things that God wants us to kind of lay aside to make more time for Him. Um, Things he wants us to give up to make more room for him Some it's social media, you know It it can be all kinds of different things and and again, it's asking God God. What do you want me to do? Um, Because as we as we enter especially when we enter into a new year not that God's in the time because he's not he's outside of time but for us we I like to have a year where it ends so then you can kind of close the door to the bad how many like it when, when you can close the door to the bad? It kind of puts closure to it. Okay, 2022 is done. Now we, we get a, a redo, a reset, right? Or, uh, and, um, and His mercies are new every year. Not just every morning, but for every year. And so, um, but we've, I've been receiving a lot from this fast, and it's been really good um, just because... Um, I believe these are sobering times I believe we need to be sober minded and alert more than ever before And so in order to do that we have to to do things intentionally to be able to awaken ourselves and And we're always saying god you do something but many times When you move he moves Uh, And so many times we we make an excuse rather than make a move And and we're good at making excuses um we can do it on all kinds of things but god wants us to he provides a way out you know even if we're trapped even if we feel like we're stuck the bible says there's no temptation that we've encountered that he has not provided a way out why so we can make a move instead of an excuse and so you're going to hear that because god's been speaking to that to me um you know as i'm reevaluating different things in my life and looking and and going through and asking god like what do you want to do with this because he wants to be glorified in our lives He wants to be glorified and glorified not just on sunday but 24 7 That's what it means to walk with him and I, wa- I want to go quickly to this passage of scripture because um, it kind of gives context And then we're going to look at um But today we're going to look at how do I glorify god with my time? Or how do I give glory to God with my time? Because it seems like such a big thing. But actually, Scripture g- breaks it down, um, in especially in the life of Jesus, and kind of shows us four areas of our life and how God wants us to grow in each one of these areas. Um, anyway, before I get into that, in, in this passage in Mark, Mark 8, um, Jesus is talking to his disciples. And I want to show us the extremes. and we're going to read it because for those that weren't here last week, um, so jesus is saying to his disciples he says uh he, um, it says here he has a, they were walking along and he said who do people say that i am and they well, they replied some say john the baptist some say elijah and others say you're the one one of the other pro, one of the other prophets then he asked them but who do you say i am and peter replied you are the messiah and so that was the right answer but jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him it says, then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests, and the teachers of religious law, that he would be killed, but three days later he would rise from the dead. And as he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for, such, for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples then he reprimanded peter he said get away from me satan he said for you are seeing things merely from a human point of view and not from god's so i want to just give context here before we go into the remedy that jesus gave here because he gave a solution i love this whenever there's situations that we encounter in the word of god this seems pretty extreme peter in one sense in one side Gives an answer and reveals you're the messiah in matthew the book of matthew It gives us a little bit more of an in-depth But jesus said flesh and blood has not revealed this to you But my father who is in heaven revealed this to you and and that this is the rock of revelation that I'm going to build my church and the church and the gates of hell will not prevail against this church that I built So this is an amazing thing that jesus uh peter received but right following jesus Unfold the rest of his plan See a lot of times we have we don't have a problem with god's heart. We have a problem with god's ways We know he loves us But we have a problem with his ways and jesus here they were like You know peter had one mindset and it was look i'm with messiah We're messiah's peeps and we're gonna like go up into jerusalem and we're gonna sit on that throne many have had that extreme. You've got this high where God's doing amazing things and all this all down to this low, low, and you're like, I can't believe I did that. No one here. So you'd all look just way too nice to be able to even doing that. <laughs> but I love this because Jesus always comes and he lifts us up and it says then calling the crowd to join his disciples he said if you try to hang on to your life you will lose it but if you give up your life for my sake sake of the good news of the gospel you will save it. And what do you gain or benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is We say that, we say that, but then but, this is what I'm seeing and this is how the Lord's helping me and I hope it helps you seeing that everything that we have in life we've all been given life but it's what we do with it it's like an exchange and everything that i do with my life well, everything i sow with my life i i can either do it for the glory of god or i can do it for my own glory there's only two th- there's only two sides and i'm looking at this in terms of my time my finances my gifts and talents. Primarily looking at those three things and saying, God, what is my exchange? What is my exchange? And I want us to look at Galatians 6 because this gives us uh, a context that we can maybe understand this a little bit more. And But today we're going to look at how do I glorify God with my time? How do I do this? You know, well, I'm just going to just, what, think lovely things and you know talk nice words and how do I do it and how do we break this down how do we like do it where it's tangible where 24 7 i can walk out of here and i can i can know i am i am i am attempting to glorify god i i'm not giving you the whole answer of how i'm giving you a framework that we can see in the life of jesus From there, you can begin to ask the Holy Spirit yourself because each one of us are responsible for what we sow. And we're going to look at this in um, Galatians 6, 7 to 10. It says, don't be misled. You cannot mock the justice of God. You will always, look at your neighbor and say always, you always harvest what you plant. Or another translation says, you always reap what you sow. So it says here, those who live only to satisfy their own sinful nature will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. But those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. Amen? And we're going to take the hocus pocus out of that one tonight because people have got some kind of wonky things of what that means to sow to the spirit. So let's not get tired of doing what is good. In other words, we can get tired of doing what's good. But it says, at just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Therefore, whenever you have the opportunity, we should do good to everyone, especially to those in the family of faith. Amen? But don't be, don't be deceived. Don't, you know, God will not be mocked. Whatever we sow, we will also reap. So this shows me one thing. I am responsible for what I sow. Each one of us are responsible for what we sow. You can't blame God for that. He's given us the ability to choose. He's given us free will. And he's given us the ability to choose. Right? To choose where we want to sow. Now I want to look at this in in the context of time. Because we all get 24 hours in a day, right? But once that is used up, we don't get it back. And what we sowed, we will reap the consequence of it, good or bad. So if we were lazy in that 24 hours, we're not going to reap much. Because the Bible talks about that with laziness. Folding of the little, folding of the hands a little bit, you know, and, and poverty comes on you, and all these things come upon you. And there's different things that we're, we gotta, you know, we gotta look at. I've been given this 24 hours now, Lord. What do you want me to do with it? How do you want me to glorify you? And, and it says we can sow to the flesh, and we will reap to the flesh, or we can sow to the Spirit, and we'll reap from the Spirit. How many... How many want to sow to the Spirit? I believe you're here. That's, you, you know, just being here, you're sowing to the Spirit. You didn't sit at home, watch Netflix, eat Doritos, and get fatter. Right? <laughs> Come on. That's what that will do. Right? No, you chose to sow to the Spirit. You chose to take time to sow. And you will reap the benefit of that. God will not be mocked. You can't mock the justice of God. He put it in place. And so sometimes, you know, we've got to ask ourselves, well, I don't like what's coming up in my life. Well, then what have you been sowing? Don't blame God. Ask what's been with, what has been sowing? What have I been sowing? And we want God to redeem our time but what have we given him in terms of time? What have we sowed? And so we need to look at things from this perspective of, and, and, and so this is how I want us to do it, and this is how I'm doing it. I believe this is scripture. The Bible says in um, Romans eight fourteen, for all who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. So in other words, if I give permission for the Holy Spirit to lead me, he will help me to take those 24 hours and to do the right thing with them. See, we, we can choose to run our own life and, and just blare through, no, that's what I know what to do, this one. Or we can be willing to yield to the Spirit and just say, Spirit of God, this is what's on the plate for today, but I, I choose to be led by you. I choose to give you this day. What do you want to do with this day? You know, what, what is it that you, if I'm giving you these 24 hours, how do you want to be glorified in these 24 hours? And, and as we do that, we're, we're giving him permission to begin to lead us into all truth. Wow, that's easy. Hey, eh? we're done. We just need to go home and do it right? But let me break it down and make a point. i had this one friend, he's like, break it down, make a point. Come on. Because sometimes we're like, we say things so vague and it's so, and it's like, and everyone just kind of walks out, well, yeah, that sounded good, but like they're not doing anything with it. You know, things work when we work them. The word works when you work it, when you put it into action, when you When you do it, you don't just hear it because the the difference between the person that built their house on the sand and the one that built their house on the rock, they both heard the word, but one put it into action. The other didn't. We got to work the word. And so the best way we can see this is in the life of Jesus. And it's a short portion of scripture. Uh, It's amazing. Here, Jesus is 12... I think he's 12. It shows you in, in the in account of Luke where he went to the temple. They went up for the feast of, I can't remember which one it was. But anyway, Jesus is talking to all the Pharisees and the scholars. He's, I think, 12. And they're blown away by how much this guy knows. And they're like, we never heard this before from a 12-year-old. So Jesus, how many know he was probably doing something right in his life? And this is what happens when we are those that choose to live our life to glorify God. How many think Jesus gave his life to glorify God? So, how many think we can learn from him on how he lived? And it gives us four things that he did, and it's a short passage, but there's four areas of his life that it brings out in this one short passage. And it says here in in Luke 2.52, it says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and all the people. So what's that mean? It means this. Jesus grew in favor with God. That was his spiritual life. Jesus grew in favor with people. That was his social life. Jesus grew in wisdom. That was his intellectual life. And Jesus grew in stature. That was his physical life. So we're going to look at our spiritual life, we're going to look at our social life, we're going to look at our intellectual life, and we're going to look at our physical life. And We're going to put it through the probe of time. God, you've given me 24 hours, and you want me to have a life that glorifies you in all four of these areas, not just one or two. We pick our favorites, the social life, you know, all the people, people. Yeah. <laughs> they're like 80% of the times with my friends I'm going here and going there I got them here and and there. it's just it's just everything's people 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 yeah but your spiritual life is pfft. your 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 physical life just their spiritual life you know and they're just so holy and spiritual and they read their bible all the time and they pray and and they and they just they have this aura and they walk around and they just like they have correction for everyone because they know god better right and it's like oh they're you know in their spiritual life is it's been hours and hours hours, but they can't stand people and jesus grew in in favor with god and with man and there's a problem if all we're wanting to do is just read our Bible and spend time with God, it's just so nice to be in your presence. It's, with, it's the people I can't stand, God. Just keep them away from me. And you know, if you're feeling that way, you need God to heal your heart yeah. because it's not right. And I've had seasons where you have hard, hard times and hard knocks with people, and you're like, I don't want to be around people. And I know, okay, God, this is not good in my heart. I'm not going to park there and live there and make excuses for it. I'm going to make a move towards God. How can I glorify you more in this area? Because these four areas He wants to be glorified in. Your spiritual life. Spiritual life. How do I sow into that? There's so many different ways that we can sow into our spiritual life. You know, Sunday, yes. Sunday is so important. You know, the Sabbath day. And I want to just talk about that with the Sabbath. We need a day of rest. If it's not a time where we, we, we just enter into that rest, you know, it's so important. God, you know, God punished the children of Israel for 70 years for not honoring the Sabbath. They went into captivity because every year they violated the Sabbath. He said, forever you did that, you're going into captivity. Wow, so the Sabbath is important, and I, like I got pastors. I, that, that's the biggest thing. I talk to all kinds of pastors. I'm like, do you take a Sabbath? They all get quiet. Yeah. They're not. I'm like, guys, our boss is giving us a day off. <laughs> like, what's up with this? And we, we we seem to think we're we're above the word. We're above what, what God has set in place. So favoring God in, in, is, is favoring what he's doing and it's and putting that value on our spiritual life. And a Sabbath rest is very important. That, that, that's that time that you're taking with God, that your you're, you're fellowship with, with God and, and, and people is, you're, you're taking that, it just is a rich time. And we need to put a value on that again. Oh, I can just watch it online. You know, and, and what do we do? We watch it online so we can sit at home in our track pants. Come on, let's get honest. Yeah, I mean, the odd time, it, you know, and there's people that are, you know, not able to get because of driving. I understand those things. But I also know in pandemic, been there, done that, that, you know, if I could wear the track pants and, you know, look good from this way up and, you know be super comfortable this way down and uh you know if i can't sit on the couch while i'm watching something and yeah push the pause button whenever and then put it back on and or you know do some laundry while i'm doing this how many would be doing their laundry while you're in service but we would do it while we're online come on let's get honest flesh is flesh let's be honest why Because then God can help us. Instead of making excuses, he can help us move past something that is holding us. Because he wants to move us. He wants us to have this life like Jesus where we are growing in our spiritual life. You know, spending a devo, spending time with God, sowing into that, sowing into the word of God in your life, getting that word do, doing a, a one-year Bible plan where you get the whole counsel of god in your life You take that little portion. And you're like god. I want to know you today And you you sow into that so that you can reap you don't you don't just know the bless me verses when you go to heaven You know the spank me verses too, and you, you know, you know the, the the verses where god gets in your life and starts Straightening you out And you know them because you got them I don't need it regurgitated from someone else on YouTube. God bless them. And it's great when they reinforce something, but I want to get it right from the throne of God, from Him Himself. I'm sowing that seed of my time and my life so I can reap from Him. Amen? But no, well, blame this, blame this, blame this, blame this, blame this, blame this, blame this. Excuse here, excuse there no make a move you miss a day you know what get up do it again tomorrow you don't quit eating because you miss a meal it's the same with your evil time with god keep eating keep eating you might be a little skinnier when you eat the next day but you know what just keep eating so to the spirit look at opportunities where can i where can i pray pray with the family of god you know we have once in once a week where we pray as the family of god what if we all took that time we can do it either online or do it in person if it's not uh, you're able to, you're not able to get here but where we took that that hour and a half and we all joined together we brought those needs which we do and it's like these are the things we're praying we need breakthrough for we take personal requests but then we all pray together we join together What would happen if we all did that and we all There's power in prayer Why because jesus the very thing that jesus did on earth It's the only thing he's still doing in heaven is praying It's the one ministry he never stopped That's how important it is How important is that in the church family? If we look at the church overall, how important would we say prayer is? And yet it's the very thing Jesus is continuing to do in heaven. That's how important it is. So maybe we're seeing things from a human point of view instead of God's point of view. And why? Because we've got an excuse here, got excuse there, instead of saying, God, what do you want me to do to glorify you tonight? When it comes to prayer night, what do you want me to do to glorify you? Because I could guilt you into coming to prayer. What's that going to do? It might get you there once in a while. But I love what Paul said, and I don't know where the scripture is. It says he, he commended these people. He said, who gave themselves to the Lord first and then to us. And everything they did, they did to the Lord first and then to them. And Paul didn't have a problem motivating them because their hearts were wanting to do the things of God. They were, because when we sow to the Spirit, we reap to the Spirit. Amen? We want to pray. But when we're sowing to the flesh, guess what happens? Stinky flesh comes out and we go, Puck. Got out. <laughs> that's going and not because of a new year's resolution because if I'm going to glorify God in my body what do you want me to put in this body and I'm going through that ringer but I'm not going to preach on that one yet because I need to get on the other side of it I'm not going to point the finger at anyone Because each one of us, we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, the Bible says, knowing this, that it's God who works in us both to will and to do for his good pleasure. There's some things in our lives, like the the Bible calls them strongholds, there's mindsets, there's things that sometimes we're stuck in that only the Spirit of God and only when we get honest to God and, and give it to him, he can do that work to, to change us. You know, there was the man that came to the to Jesus, and he was like his boy through this demon through his boy in fires and was trying to kill him, and he's like Jesus, Jesus set him free, and he, and 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 in, he, Jesus says, you know, have where's your faith? And he says, well, I have, I have faith, but he said, help me with my unbelief. So he had a, a degree of faith. He was going to Jesus. He knew Jesus was the answer. He had, he had an element of faith. He, he had something. And Jesus was like making him dig deeper, but he was transparent and he just said, look, I've got faith, but you've got to help me with my unbelief. He didn't make an excuse. He repented of what he had. And he came to Jesus and he said, what could you, you do with this? And so as we're going through this this. This allowing the Spirit of God to work through us. And we're going to take some time to pray tonight over these four areas. I want you to just bring them to God. Mm-hmm. Bring the weaknesses. Bring the, the excuses. And, and put them at the cross. Because the, the blood of Jesus can cleanse you. Can cleanse us. Amen? So our social life. You know, How do we honor God with our social life? Again, it's looking at these four areas. How much are we doing with, you know, if our whole life is social life? Then we got to ask ourselves, like, you know, if I keep sowing to that, I'm going to reap from that. And you know what you reap from that? If you sow into a lot of people, you want to please them all the time. The Bible says the fear of man brings a snare. And you're trapped by people. There's some people that are, you know, it's Facebook and everything. It's like, I got so many friends. Fancy. Oh, they like me. Oh, oh. And they're so traumatized when someone, you know, unfriends them or, you know, puts a comment on their wall that's like, it's like it ruins them. What? And you've been sowing because you've been sowing, sowing, sowing into that. And, and you, you'll reap from that. But it's out of whack. You know, I got seven grandchildren, and they all live pretty close. And I have, all the kids are more than willing <laughs> to drop their children off to grandpa and grandma. <laughs> and I could spend days and days and days. We could spend hours. And I, I love spending time with them. But I don't want to just sew into that all the time. Because that gets out of whack. That's not the a priority there's a place for it but it's not everything what about your your physical life how are you taking time to be able to glorify God in your body Jesus grew in stature in other words he he was he was in shape he took care of himself and how did he do that every day There was a portion, I'm sure, whether it was through his work, because his work was physical, he was a builder, carpenter. But how do I glorify you, God, in my my physical life? What portion do I have in a 24-hour day? Because all four of these areas are important. Not one, not two. It's not, you know, 24-7, reading the Bible and praying we think Jesus was like that no, Jesus was all of these areas his intellectual life he was always learning he was always—he he memorized the word of God that's what kids did back then they memorized the first book, five books of the Bible that was their schooling intellectual that was kids learned to read very young they learned it through songs and they learned to, to read and they grew intellectually how am I sowing into that? How am I developing and growing intellectually? What am I, what am I getting in here? What am I sowing to? Am I putting that word in me? Am I putting things in me that are going to cause me to grow and develop in the skill that God has given me, and learning that, and growing in that, increasing in that, and all of these—I can't, like you know, say this for you, this for you. That's the Holy Spirit's job. That's His job for each one of us. But our job is thoughtfully, sober-mindedly, thinking and saying, God, how do you want me to use these 24 hours that you have given me? Because once I've sown them, I don't get them back. I don't get them back. You know, I I was in ministry when we were in Newfoundland pastored the church there, and I was gung-ho doing all kinds of stuff, getting the church going, planting the church. Very young, very driven, and tons and tons of time doing ministry work, and it was Joshua's sixth birthday, wasn't it? And I was, you know, going to squeak in some time to get home for his birthday party, but, like, I was busy, busy, busy at the church, and anyway, got home, How many, and I was there, but I wasn't there. Anyone been there? Guys, particularly, are good at that. You know, we get locked onto one thing, and, we're like, Shh. and of course, Josh and his friends are hairy canary, wild, crazy kids, and they're destroying our house. Not one thing I was not too happy about. So I'm cleaning up this, cleaning up this, trying to you know be there for the party, and but you know there's this, this, this going on, and anyway. We got through the party, but Sheila comes to me at the end of the party and says, you know what? Joshua will never be six again, and you missed it, you just missed it, turn my mic. Oh. and so that was a wake-up call for me. I was way out of whack. And Ever since then my life has been completely straightened out. <laughs> it's a continual journey where as we walk with him, he begins to show us, look, this is this is where I can you can make more f- room for me. This is where you can grow physically. This is where you can grow socially. And he will put checks when you know, just ask the Holy Spirit well, you know, should I be doing this instead of just it, well, this is what I'm going to do it's like no there's other options keep it open oh, I don't want to go to prayer I don't like prayer well that's great it sounds like yes the Holy Spirit it sounded to me there's a lot of eyes there I don't like I don't I I I just what the Holy Spirit would want you to do Maybe he, he wants you to grow in that area. Maybe he wants you to pray and get the heart of the family of God when you pray together. Yeah, but I don't like, I don't like. We lose our life for his name's sake. In other words, it's not about what we want. We are a narcissistic society. We think, we feel, we want. And we govern our lives that way and God is saying no more because that's not the way you live as a believer. You lay down your life. You pick up your cross, which is not my will, but your will be done. And on the other side of that is life more abundantly. There's joy, there's peace, there's there's so much more on that side. If we would cross over, and we're like, "Oh, why isn't why this happening?" and we get mad at God, and it's like, "No, what are you sowing? What are you sewing?" Oh, and I see some people—you just got this. Psh. You know, it's just like, it's like you know what? Ask Holy Spirit. You want to be a child of God? Be led. By the Spirit of God. Be led by the Spirit of God. Years ago, I gave up the senior pastor of a big church. I gave it to the Holy Spirit. I'm not the senior pastor of a big church. I'm led by him. He's big honcho. And you know what? When I tell you something you don't like it, guess who keeps telling you when you go home? <laughs> the senior pastor. Holy Spirit. Why? Because he leads you in. He leads you into all truth. He's not listening to our excuses. He just keeps telling us that one thing. That's what you need to do. And it's always a way out. It's always some way we can make a move. God never wants us to be stuck. Ever. Ever. We can always keep moving. The kingdom of God suffers violence and the violent take it by force. We keep moving. We keep moving. But we're like, oh, you know, we, we highlight the big things. But no, it's the everyday nitty-gritty little things. It's the mundane things that we're like, you know, I, but I don't like doing that. You know what? When you give it to God and you do it, it becomes sanctified and it becomes spiritual. It becomes a spiritual thing because you did it to the glory of God. And because that's what he wanted to do. Amen. So God, we give you all of these areas of our lives. We give you our spiritual life. We give you our social life. We give you our intellectual life. And we give you our physical life. Jesus, you grew in every one of these areas. and We ask that you would teach us, that you would lead us by your Holy Spirit into all of these things. That you would show us how to grow and grow the right way like you, Jesus. That we would have a balanced life honoring you, following you, glorifying you with our time. So we surrender. We surrender our lives. And first of all, we look at our spiritual life. Jesus, we ask that you would help us Help us to honor you by reading your word, by putting that word in us. Every day, you told Joshua, do not turn from the right or the left, but but keep my word, meditate on it, churn on it day and night. And that's the way that we will have success. And that's the way we will prosper in all of our ways. When we know your way, God, when we honor you, when we put you first. So God, we give you our spiritual life. We ask that you would show us how to put you in our time and put that in our spiritual life. We look at every area that we can be involved in. We ask show us where we need to put in for our spiritual life. Show us, show us how to give you our social life. We thank you for that opportunity to be with people. We thank you that you created us to be with one another. So we we surrender our social life to you. And we ask that you would show us how to glorify you in our social life. How to honor you in our social life. How to serve one another with your heart. Jesus, we know that you came not to be served, but to serve and to give your life as a ransom for many. So Jesus, help us to to know what it is to be that servant leader like you. Teach us how to do that in our social life. Teach us how to serve others. Look out for the the needs of others. You said when we do it to the least of these, we've done it to you. So Jesus, help us to look to those that we can lift. Help us to honor you and to glorify you in our social life, where we've secluded ourselves and cut ourselves away from everyone. Jesus, I ask you would change our heart?" Heal the hurts and the wounds that would keep us in that place. Open the door that we would be free to love you and love others. Thank you for the freedom that only you can bring. Jesus, we surrender. We surrender our social life to you. Show us, Holy Spirit, how to yield those things to you and yield those times to you. Help us to be willing to be led by you, Holy Spirit. When you tell us, no, that's enough there. I want you to spend more time with me. Help us to be willing. And we give you our intellectual life. You said that we are to take every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So we just thank you for our thoughts, that they can glorify you, that we as Christians have been given the mind of Christ. And we ask that you would give us minds that are um, not subjected to fear, um, because we've not been given a spirit of fear but of love, power, and a sound mind is what your word says. And you said that if we are to think on these things, what is pure, what is noble, what is true, what is right, all these things, to think on these things. So we ask, Holy Spirit, that you would help us, that you would help us to fill our minds with those thoughts that glorify you. That honor you. And with those thoughts that are destructive and destroying us, thoughts of depression, we just we come against those now in the name of Jesus. I break every every thought of fear and and all of those things that come with it. And every thought that is tearing down and destroying in Jesus' name. We take every one of those thoughts captive into the obedience of Christ. And I thank you, God, for your thoughts for your words. God, I ask that you would help us to put your word in our minds, that we would re- renew our minds through your word, that we would fill our mind with your word, that we would take that time to know what you are saying through your word, and that we would fill our minds daily, daily, your thoughts. We honor you, Lord. We want you to to be glorified in our intellectual life. Help us. Help us to grow as Jesus grew. Help us to increase and use our thoughts to the glory of God in everything that we do. Help us in our jobs to be the best Help us to continue to learn and to grow and to develop in our skill. Help our minds to increase in the the skill and the ability that you give that we can do even our jobs to your glory. Help us to increase. and God, we give you our physical life. We are the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are your temple. God, I thank you that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. God, and I ask that you would help us to honor you with our bodies. Show us what that, what that is. In the way that we eat, In the way that we treat our bodies, in the way that we exercise, show us, Holy Spirit, show us how to honor you and to grow in stature, to grow in our physical life in a way that would honor and glorify you. We ask every day as you are just, we're following you, Holy Spirit, that you would begin to teach us, open our minds, open our understanding. the Bible says be holy as he is holy and to be holy is this to be set apart for God in other words when it comes down to the bottom line I stand before him I don't stand before you there's accountability of course that I have but ultimately in the end I stand and each one of us stand before God and to be holy is to say God God I want to be set apart with you. I want to honor you. I want to give my life in a way that it, it displays you. I'm apart for you, I'm not dictated by the world. The government doesn't hold me. Society doesn't hold me. God holds me. Why? Because I gave. you I'm not picking and choosing. It's a two-sided coin. On the one side of the coin, God says everything. Jesus said, you have to give up everything. But this is the other side of the coin. He's responsible for everything. I don't have to. I'm only responsible to do my part. He's doing the rest. He is responsible for everything. Why? Why? when I give him everything. But where we are in a pickle, we don't give him everything. And we grab, picking all these things, and we don't live free. We live less than what he intended. And he wants to bring us, I believe, into this. And if you're willing, he can do it. He can help us lose our life. Because He said, everyone here, when he talked to the crowd, he said, everyone must. He says, you must give up your own way. It wasn't a suggestion. You must give up your own way. Take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, guess what the end result is? You lose it. but we're not going to do that. We're going to declare you. Thank you for joining us today. We pray that this message has truly blessed your life. For more information, go to bigchurch.cc.